horror fan, best friends, and ghoulish nights, and welcome to the 11th episode of Murders with Mertens. This is a podcast about horror, and I am your host, Joe. Horror musicals, cosmic horror, the supernatural, sci-fi horror, body horror, the horror-adjacent thrillers, the psychologically terrifying, scary films in general. Each episode, I sit down with a guest and discuss one of their favorite scary films so that we can gush about everything that makes it just so damned cool. Viewers, thank you for tuning in to this fledgling podcast. You can provide some much-needed support with this little endeavor by subscribing to the channel, liking the video, dropping a comment below to keep the conversation going, and sharing an episode with someone you know who loves that particular film. It's all greatly appreciated. But enough of all the rigmarole. We need to introduce today's guest, Lee Palero. How the hell are you? I'm doing all right. Doing great. Got my beer and I'm ready to go. Nice. Lee, uh, for those who don't know, who the hell are you? I am Lee Polero. I am a kind of funny best friend. Uh, my day job, I do data analysis, uh, reporting specialist, whatnot. But I'm also an actor in, L- uh, in L.A. Um, and so is my wife. We have a movie out on Amazon slash Tubi. And really, that's all you need to know about me. I rarely tweet, but I'm on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Occasional interactions there, but uh, more often than not, it's uh, one of Mark's Zoom calls where we seem to be able to catch up. Um, yeah, yep, yep. Gotta, gotta definitely shout out Mark for uh, helping kick my ass into getting this thing going. So, yeah, uh, kudos to him. Um, so tonight's film uh, is one that you brought to the table one of your faves and one that Mm -hmm. i can't recall the last time i had seen but it was out in my freshman year of high school so yeah it's been a while uh we are of course talking about 93's stop motion musical classic tim burton's the nightmare before christmas uh, directed by Henry Selick and based on a story slash poem by Tim Burton with music and lyrics by Danny Elfman. Uh, the whole team basically had one assignment, make this feel like Tim Burton. Uh, again, like I said, it was released in my freshman year of high school, and we were all just obsessed with this film at the time. Uh, yeah. Lee, uh, what's your history with the film? And that's the thing. I don't remember my first time watching it. I got obsessed with it in high school as well, but it was years after it came out. Um, but I, it's one of my favorite movies, one of my top two favorite movies. I have a zero tattoo. Oh, nice. That's actually pretty recent. Went ahead and wore my, uh, Zelda for Christmas shirt <laughs> for this. Um, but yeah, I, I got obsessed with it in high school cause that's when I really, uh, got into theater and stuff and what this movie really means to me and what it means to a lot of people who watch it and like have, uh, sort of an obsession with it is this is this isn't scary but it's probably a kid's a teenager's first like scary movie to see and it's also the first movie to see that shows that it is okay to be interested in different things uh be interested in like the macabre you know the the weird the spooky and that that's okay you can still have fun with it doesn't mean you're weird or doesn't mean that you have to you're like a serial killer or anything like that you just have this in fledgling instinct to go you know what I like those crooked buildings. I like everything I'm seeing here. It's weird. I, the, the vampires, they speak to me, you know? Zero speaks to me. He's a ghost dog. I love it. You know, like, so many different cool designs and ideas. So I think, yeah, in high school is when I really got obsessed with it because I was in theater, was just doing, like, random theater stuff, um, not really a jock or anything like that. Like, the only sports I did was cross country, so it was really just running. Uh, and it just... Uh, 
just stuck out to me. Yeah, I, I feel like this film is uh, very much a gateway drug to horror for a, a lot of uh, kids and teenagers. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, the people that I hung out with in, uh, you know, marching band and, uh, you know, other classes at the time. Um, yeah. Yeah, this this was our jam very, very much. Uh, I, I think, you know, we all came off of the high of other Tim Burton uh, properties from uh, shortly before this. I know one of the reasons that he had very, very little involvement with the film was that he was busy doing uh, Batman Returns at the time, yeah. which is a lot of people's favorite Batman. Uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, just a just a touch behind 89 for me, but I still do very much appreciate Batman Returns. And uh, yeah, between that and Beetlejuice and uh, all these fun films that yeah, just very much were, again, kind of gateway drugs to the horror genre. Um, 100%. Yeah, you know, and for it, a, a kid growing up in the 80s, you know, I, I've mentioned this before, uh, just primetime television, you would get the most bizarre, like, why why are they airing this now ads for horror properties and it, it was just a very strange experience growing up i feel like you don't necessarily see that now but yeah. i think that's something that piqued my interest as a kid and then you know it, when you're you know probably late grade school creeping into junior high or so you know it's of course all right Kids are all getting together for like a sleepover or whatever. What horror film are we renting? Because of course we need to creep each other out, right? Right. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. All all those things, and then you know, just the fun of this film. Um. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a film I, I watch every year at Christmas time. Um, it's just tradition. And then if I want to watch it before that, I just watch it before it because why not? Yeah. But absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. It definitely is like the introduction to the Tim Burton world, and you really get because um, later on you watch Batman and Batman Returns, also creepy with Penguin just biting people's noses off, the weird oh, goo. Yeah. I watched Edward Scissorhands, that terrified me as a kid because uh, when Edward uh, starts snipping off the kid's face and stuff, and but it's still like interesting. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is really like that's why I chose this because it's it's not a scary movie. But it's consistently been one of my favorite movies for a very long time. Yeah. And it has Chris Randon in it, who's in my other favorite movie, Princess Bride. So, no connection there. There you go. I, I saw some uh, little snippet somewhere that he would be very, very interested in some type of a, a, a sequel property here if they, yeah. if they really wanted to do it. I know there's video games that kind of uh, continue things on and so on. Yeah. But, uh but yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. I, I'm sure they could, uh, you know, get some Danny Elfman involvement uh, if they oh, asked. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he would be down. But yeah, uh, yeah why, why don't we uh, jump in here? Um, sure. The first thing I got to you know, talk about is the whole narrator whose name I couldn't find for some reason versus it, Patrick Stewart on the soundtrack. It is Ed Ivory, the guy who did Santa Claus. Okay. They do okay. not credit him as the narrator, um, That's but it is, it is him, Santa Claus. And Patrick Stewart is the voice, is the narrator for the soundtrack, like you said. And there's also like an epilogue mm -hmm. that is not in the movie. There's also another soundtrack called Nightmare Revisited, where bands did covers mm -hmm. of every single song, including the, the orchestral songs. And that has Danny Elfman doing the beginning narration and the ending narration. 
instead of Patrick Stewart. That one I have not heard. I've heard some of the others um, that are part of that, but uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's very cool. Yeah, um, yeah, and for whatever reason, just uh, the 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 gentleman that uh, portrayed uh, Santa Claus there, it just didn't do it for me, and I can't remember. I, I have like this Mandela effect thing going on. What was it that I actually experienced in the theater the first time around? Mm -hmm. Because I, I'm sure I bought the soundtrack shortly after seeing the film. Because yeah. why wouldn't I have, right? And, yeah. And and I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it was uh, it, it was Santa Claus, but I don't know. Maybe not. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't, to me, it seems a little wooden and stilted right before they dive into the uh, the doorway to Halloween yeah. Town, and that's just is, I mean, honestly, it's probably one of those like, hey, we're not using the Patrick Stewart one. Can you just do something quick? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's plenty of people that are part of the cast that do many yeah. many roles. Um, so yeah, yeah, I guess that wouldn't be shocking. But uh, no. yeah, we, we we jump right into uh, this is Halloween. This is Halloween um, instant instant bop, you know. All the songs are great. Like mm -hmm. they, they, they're great. They're all yeah composed by Danny Elfman. And if you're a fan of Oingo Boingo, which I am as well, you you know that he's great at making music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know this is one of those things where again it's been many years since I've seen this. You know, at least ten, fifteen years, and just immediately like the lyrics are coming back and. You know, you find yourself just kind of humming along or singing along just a little bit in yep. parts of it, and it's it's a ton of fun. Um, I, I love all the little um, the character introductions throughout this thing. Um, like, the, the vampire voices get me mm -hmm. big time. Every, I, I really love those. And Every uh, time. And, you know, the fact that the mayor is a two-faced politician, um, that's yeah. awesome. I love the mayor. Uh, but, uh, the one line that gets me the most in this song is, uh, referring to human children by monsters as tender lumplings. <laughs> it's something that's always stuck out to me and has always been incredibly creepy. I know we talk about how it's not a particularly scary film or anything, but there's parts of it that, you know, yeah, they, they, they just have that little creep factor that, you know, yeah. It and it's the first time. It's the first time that you really, yeah. All the characters are so unique and different, and you get the clown with the terry face. You get the guy with the uh, fingers like snakes, you know, and yeah. then like all those creepy like imagery things that mm -hmm. growing up you have as like nightmares, but in reality here. And yeah. one thing to note about Halloween Town itself is that they made it so no, there's no like properly level like buildings or angles. It's, oh yeah. Like, it's all crooked. Yeah, it's all over the place. And uh, yeah, you know, as Tim Burton as you can possibly get. Um, yes. Yeah, I also love the, the the creature with the fingers like snakes. Of course, they look like the sandworms from Saturn. Uh, and that comes back just over and over in a lot of Tim Burton stuff. But uh, yep. many times in this film. Uh, love it. Uh, so. Yeah. Yes, they, they finish up their Halloween celebration and they're giving kudos to Jack and um, we get uh, the introduction of Dr. Finkelstein, uh, yeah. who is one of my favorite characters in this film. He's uh, portrayed by William Hickey. 
who is an absolute G. He, uh, you know, most people are going to know him from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but he also plays uh, Don Pritzi and Pritzi's Honor and, you know, many other excellent films. Uh, I, I love his voice and he's a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. Who are some of your uh, favorites other than, you know, say the clown and uh, the. I mean, so many of them. Yeah. Uh, the weird clown, not clown, but like, it's like the bird looking creature that has like this the mouth that's completely separated and the small part on top the big part on bottom he makes the uh the the bat hat the rat hat and then jack says to make it the bat hat that guy i love him jack obviously uh zero is my number one obviously (laughs) uh oogie boogie i love oogie boogie's song that's gotta be my favorite song in it Yep, yeah, and you get that little hint uh, in um, This Is Halloween of the shadow on the moon being Oogie Boogie. Um, There's a minor amount of debate as to whether that's actually him. It's him. Come on, let's be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so good. Yeah, um, so Jack does his little sneak away because, you know, he's just, he's kind of done with this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And he goes by the... Yep, he goes by the Jazz Trio, which I can't get enough of. I I, I watched this film twice in the past week, and yeah, um, it, the the head that's inside the bass is based on Danny Elfman, and yep. yeah, they're just they're fun. Yeah, uh, just the, the way the, like the yeah the main guy of the band is like, thanks, Bone Daddy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. awesome. This his voice is so unique. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we quickly move right into Jack's Lament. Yep. And that's the thing about this movie is that they made the songs first, really. And then kind of moved the script along with that it. That makes sense. Yeah. It, it definitely feels that way. Um, so it's Jack's based... Lament being, yeah, being a, a great song uh, for Jack itself and also just a great song overall. And some of my favorite lyrics of... Uh, to a guy in Kentucky, I'm Mr. Unlucky. And since I'm dead, I can take off my head to recite, recite Shakespearean quotation. It's just like, it's so eloquent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you basically have um, uh, Sally uh, stalking him through the uh, cemetery as he's singing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, there's a, a little conversation that I read about how this is basically the version of a disney princess i want style song um Mm -hmm. and yeah that makes sense this is jack pouring his heart out about you know yeah i'm all these things but it just doesn't do anything for me anymore and i just i need something new i need that spark in life need a challenge to really push yourself forward and if Mm -hmm. you've already if you're already at the top of your game then yeah just boring to you like it's not even a you don't even have to try yeah you're not gonna be satisfied a lyric just about that how he doesn't even have to try about any of this yep. it's just this all comes to him and it's like nothing yep. um and you know he just kind of walks off into the woods and uh oh well that's of course after uh we are introduced to zero of um, course yes yeah who just kind of floats around and does his thing throughout all of this and yes we must protect so zero at all costs he's yeah. the best. he's a good boy <laughs> um uh, and the hill of course the iconic hill from you know the uh poster the t-shirt the everything um everything. I, 
yeah um just love how it kind of just unfurls and just there's so many little bits and pieces of this i'm sure are either from the poem or were you know specific things that uh burton asked for but i feel like there's probably a good number of bits and pieces that you know again the mission was make this feel like tim burton he's going to be here like half a dozen times throughout the three years that we're making this film but yep. uh but I, I'm curious which bits and pieces were created by others, and we just yeah. will never know. Because um, the director Henry Selleck also moved on to do like Coraline and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so it's not like he's, it's not like it's not his style at all. It is definitely still his style as well, okay. because he has a very dark style. And part I, I love Halloween Town and subsequently uh, Christmas Land, um, because there are these things that just like happen, like the, the hill that just unravels. It's not like it zooms in and the hill goes, look at this hill. It just mm-hmm. happens. Like this world is already so established. Things just happen. They're not new to them. It's just happenstance and normal for them. Yeah. So we're watching and we're going, oh, whoa, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but it's an excellent point that all of this is either old hat or just normal or whatever to all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very, very lived in. That's, yes. That's wonderful. Uh, let's see. I think we cut back now to, uh, Dr. Dr. F picking up Sally and, yeah. uh, taking her home again. Uh, I guess it hasn't been brought up yet that she is essentially his creation. She is this sort of rags doll, rag doll, Frankenstein's monster type of yeah. thing. And, um, yeah, he is very controlling. Yes. Um, so he locks her up. Locks her up. Yeah. And I, I still think, though, that he's definitely more of um, an overprotective father, not necessarily in a good way, but more so than yeah. just a horrible captor. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you see that like at the end with the, uh, yeah. the new one, which is more of a bride looking Mm-hmm. Uh, creature rather than Sally, which is just like a daughter, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then we come back to Jack, and he has entered the sort of Glastonbury Grove of holidays, and it's it's pretty cool. I I yeah. I love that. Um, basically, there is something that's associated with each hol- holiday that sort of serves as a staircase going up to the door. You have, yeah. um, you know, this box of candy for Valentine's Day and these toadstools for St. Patrick's Day yeah. and so on and so forth. And, of course, presents leading up to the Christmas door. Um, yeah. Now, I, I definitely remember from, you know, this is damn near 30 years ago now, but uh, when it was like a major technical achievement that jack reaching out for the doorknob and they're not being the reflection of the camera filming yeah. the stop motion it, how they were able to make this all happen was a very very big deal um, yeah i remember hearing that also like it's the hardest shot in the movie because it had to be reflective and you had to have the trees in the background and actually have stuff in the background going on and not see the uh the camera very reminiscent of um uh was it contact with uh she's running towards the mirror and then it turns out you're in the reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yeah, that makes sense. Um 
Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of other things in this film that were pretty big achievements for the time, but uh, I mean, that's the other thing. Like this film is, uh, is, um, stop motion animation, which takes forever to do. And as like hundreds of heads for Jack, like everybody, everything had to be painstakingly made and just one shot at a time is. Yeah. I had to have all sorts of backups for, um, all the, you know, the, the, you want to call them puppets or dolls or whatever. Right. But uh, for those pieces, in addition to the lighting, because if a light were to go out in the middle of, you know, snapping all these different photos of each little mm-hmm. you know frame, it could completely ruin everything. And you'd never know until you were trying to assemble it all. Um, yeah. But yeah, three years, man. That's, that's crazy for an hour, 20 minute movie or whatever this is. Um, that's a lot. And uh, there's probably a good reason why you don't see a lot of feature length stop motion because it is incredibly labor intensive, but yeah, pulled off incredibly well. Uh, so he reaches for the doorknob and uh, is sucked into Christmas Town, and we get uh, what's this? What's this? One yeah. of the most popular songs on it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also like when he goes in, he doesn't like jump or anything like that. He gets pulled in mm-hmm. by basically the Christmas spirit uh, through snow. Like, it's not like he was planning on going there. It's more like a fate type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, yeah, I couldn't have said that better. Um, and all of a sudden he's there and it's. It's all new. I, it's all amazing to him. And uh, we, yeah. we we definitely get that in song. Um, and I. Just like you were mentioning with Halloween Town, we have a very different style of architecture, a very different atmosphere. The way that uh, you know the people that are there in this uh, town have a very, very different look. Uh, it's basically elves and penguins, and that's about it. But uh, yep. but yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, you have a terrifying skeleton man stalking it's, through this happy run around. Yeah. Smelling cakes and pies, mm-hmm. looking at people's, breaking into people's homes, really, watching them sleep, loving it. And all, elves are the most clueless creatures of all time. They have no idea what's happening. They don't yeah. see anything wrong. Yeah, they, they miss him where he, I mean, he's very tall. Yeah, he's a a very tall. Um, And then there's that one elf that snaps awake after he uh, darts away from his bed. And he looks absolutely terrified. Uh, It's probably the scariest thing that's ever happened in this creature's life. It's probably uh, the only scary thing to have happened to him. Probably. You think there's there's anything scary in this world at all that's ever, ever frightened any of these elves? Oh, no, we're running late on a shipment of toys. (laughs) Whatever shall we do? Yeah, something like that. That could be. Yeah. Um, so Jack, you know, finally sees the name of the town and he, you know, the wheels start turning and we cut back to Halloween Town and the mayor is having an absolute freak out because, you know, it's the day after Halloween and it's time to discuss plans for the next Halloween. And oh, my God, we can't find Jack. And uh so he's got everybody and their brother out looking for him. And you got to imagine that all these little random places that they mentioned they searched, they have to be, you know, from the poem or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Behind, uh, one of the um, vampires says behind the Cyclops eye. And I just love the way Rafferty goes, I did. 
<laughs> but he wasn't there. Yes. Yes. And, I love uh, the vampires. I love mm, the vampires. They're great. Uh, and then the Black Cat Air Raid Siren. Yeah. Which I seem to remember from like the teaser for this film way back in the day. But uh, that sounds that sounds accurate. Yeah. Like that'd be something just to, like showcase what is happening because like the mummy kid mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love like the little trio of kids too. They're great. The, yeah. the corpse oh, yeah. child in particular, he's fun. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I think they should have had a song about poisoning Doctor Finkelstein. Um. Because it seems to come up a lot. And that I think there's fun. that there's something. The one like miss about this movie is that they should have used Sally a lot more than they did, especially because it's Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. You can't. There's no way to underutilize Catherine O'Hara or to overutilize. You can only underutilize her because she is so good in everything. So good. Oh, yeah. And can always use more. Yep. Yep. She is tons of fun. And, you know, luckily does a couple of voices in this thing. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, she definitely poisons him again uh, so yep. that she can sneak out. And uh, let's see. Another thing about that, yeah, the frog's breath. Putting the frog, the little frog in a jar and just breathing into the mm-hmm. To cover the up the nightshade. And then yep. there's too the much of the wart. frog's breath. So worms were, yeah. It's so yeah. good. It's fun. I love how she's like slightly poisoned by it as well because she got a little too much in her system. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the camera just kind of does its little tilt and everything with that. That's, I, I like that quite a bit. Um, and then the thing that I always remember from the next little bit is the corpse child again, and he's on a tether. And I don't know if you've ever experienced parents that have to have their kids tethered to them because they're going to run all over the place. But instead of it being attached to his wrist or something like that, it's around his neck like it's a leash. Which, yeah. 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 That, that, that sounds about right. And I always yeah. think back to um, the old Mike Myers, uh, Nicole Kidman skit on Saturday Night Live of Philip the Hyper Hypo, where he's this kid who's wearing like a hockey helmet and he is tethered to the jungle gym and he ends up eating some sugar and racing off down the street with this jungle gym toad behind him. But uh, yeah, that's a deep cut. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, all good. Get oh, the yeah. deepest cuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of a sudden uh, they hear zero barking and here comes Jack on this uh, snowmobile type thing. <laughs> yeah. He's way too big for Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, his knees are up by his head and everything. Yeah, um, and we get the town meeting song. Uh, yeah, where love let, it. Let, yeah, let's let's talk about all these wonderful things that are Christmas. But of course, the denizens of Halloween Town, uh, you know, they always have to put their yeah. uh, spooky spin on it. Um, yeah, they don't understand anything. It's like, okay, cool. There's a box and there's something in it. Is there a head in it? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Uh huh. What's there... the point? Yeah. Yeah. What are, you, what, is, what are you trying to say here? Mm-hmm. And I love it how they just don't understand. And this is one of those songs on the uh, Nightmare Revisited uh, soundtrack, which is one of the covers. Uh, Polyphonic Spree does a cover of this song. It's like eight and a half minutes long, and it feels like a Pink Floyd version of this song. It's awesome. I like it. That works. Um, so then we you know, start getting into Jack just sort of obsessing over 
Christmas and mm-hmm. uh, he's in bed and he's got this giant stack of books next to him. And I, I noticed for the very first time, one of these books that's on top of him on the blanket is Bobo gets a fire truck. Okay. I don't know that reference. Yeah, I don't but, either. It's, but it, it means I, something. It means something to somebody, I'm sure. But he's reading all the classics and, uh, and you know, he, he finally gets the swell idea, you know, I, I got to do more than just read. I got to do my own research here. Yeah. And then uh, we, I, I think this is where I, he just, the next day goes to Dr. Finkelstein uh, and, he needs yeah. his equipment. And of course, the doc is hung over from being poisoned. Mm-hmm. And I just again love his voice. Love yeah. that character. It's and he's very, very supportive of Jack because of course curiosity killed the cat, you know. Yep. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so good because yeah. obviously everybody uses that as a negative connotation and mm-hmm. in this world it's not. Yep, yep. They're all good with that. Um, and then, you know, then he's got his chemistry set and he's, uh, you know, using the microscope to take a look at, a you know, probably a holly berry or something like that and breaks yeah. the slide. And, and there's so many things like in, in this formula, the chestnuts over, over an open fire as like an actual division thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's like trying to scientifically understand Christmas. Yeah. And then he finally gets this one little bit where he crushes up an ornament and throws it into his um his flask there and he gets this reaction of this glowing and uh sally sees it from across the way in her um in her cell and okay well she decides all right time to break out go see jack and she makes him a little um picnic basket of yeah various things um i love the shot of her flinging herself to the ground and yeah, you just see the breaking jazz trio just kind of cringe uh, when it happens. And, you know, she's fine because she's a rag doll. She's just, like you said, broken apart. She has to yeah. sew herself back together. Um, and it's, always, it's stuff like that. It's like makes this like a real world rather than like, I don't know, something fantastical. Like it is fantastical, but it's real to them. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about uh, uh, shows and movies like this where the world itself can be absolutely insane, absolutely insane. But as long as the characters are grounded within it, yeah, I as, believe it. As long as it makes sense to them and yeah. it's not them reacting like it's, you know, fantastical, then yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that works for me. Uh, the jazz trios, uh, they, they swell uh, as Sally walks past and uh, she delivers her basket to Jack, and he you know, gives her a little wave, and uh, then he looks back out again, and she's gone. Well, she's run away because she's a little shy, uh, and this is where she gets her vision. She picks a flower to, you know, pick the petals off and think fondly of Jack. Well, at first it turns into a Christmas tree, and then it mm-hmm. um, bursts into flames. And okay, not not great. Um, ominous, very yes. ominous. I, I love that she is somebody who gets visions. Yeah, sure. Cool. That's, yeah. that's fun. It's, uh, yeah. it's not really described or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, it, it it's works. also not like, but it's not against the world at all. It no. just, it just is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we move on to another great song, Jack's obsession. Yeah. Um, the, the one song in the nightmare Revisited soundtrack 
that is very bad. And I will always skip it. That's Every single song on the on the soundtrack is either decent to great. This is the one song it is. I don't know who this band is, but they are not good. And I I, I, I always I always pass it. That's a horrible. So shame. it's like, it's, yeah. it's rare it's a good to find. Song. Yeah, and it's rare to find a perfect album because I have mm. this problem. It's like, oh, what's your favorite Beatles album? Well, Revolver, if they took off Yellow Submarine, because I would be oh. so down with that album if it did not have that one song on it. That's a that's a that's a, a hot, take, a hot right take. Yeah, yeah. But uh, otherwise, it's a bitching album. Sorry. <laughs> But uh, Jack just gets more and more obsessed to the point where he's, you know, destroying his Christmas tree and you've got the ornaments breaking on the ground and scattering around zero and zero does seem a little concerned. Very concerned. Yeah. 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 And uh, basically wrapping an electric chair with uh, some Christmas lights and then again, uh, cool visual, cool visual mm-hmm. combining the two and they're exploding because he's obviously way too deep in right now mm-hmm. yeah it's it's almost like his own little uh premonition there that he fails to see because again yes. super obsessed um mm. so he's gonna start handing out assignments because they're gonna do their own christmas this year and here's where we get the introduction of lock shock and barrel they are so great the, the best trigger treaters mm-hmm. for, of halloween town which uh, is great because it, it confirms that there are trick-or-treaters outside of the kids trick-or-treating in the real world, in Earth, on Earth, that they're the ones that are doing the tricks more than the treats. Yes, they are very much trickster characters as well. Uh, yeah, you have uh, Paul Rubens and Catherine O'Hara and... Um, and Denny Elfman was the third yes. one. Yes, yep, there we go. Um, yes. Oh, they're fun. And we move right into Kidnap the Sandy Claus. Uh, Also great that they continually refer to Santa Claus as Sandy Claus. And they're very confused by this because they're, you know, uh, they're picturing this monstrous character with, you know, uh, almost like a monster, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Except not so much. But um, yeah, just singing about all the ways they're going to hack Santa Claus into bits and mm-hmm. ultimately blow him just, up. Yep. Turn him over to Oogie Boogie because that's who they really work for. Even though Jack made them promise uh, to leave him out of it, but fingers were crossed behind their backs there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this has always been a fun one to me. Um, that poor uh, roach or whatever it was that's inside their home that they just torture like, the hell out of throughout the song. Yeah. And it being boiled and like looking all green and stuff and then finally being thrown down the chute and Boogie Boogie just sucks it in. And yeah, that poor, poor little bug, it, it's gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's got to get them from somewhere, of course. Um, yeah. So then we're back to, um, you know, the basically the, the, handing out of assignments and sally gets hers but she really doesn't want to talk about it she more so wants to talk about the horrible premonition that she's had and yeah, uh, makes she, sense yeah uh she's she's a little concernicus here uh she um mentions about her horrible vision and jack totally uh does not uh get what she's yeah. actually saying it's more like her saying that she has bad eyesight um i also yeah, like his it, line of um uh no no he 
this is so simple. You see, this part is red. The trim is white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you get it a bit later on with uh, Santa Claus being like, listen to her. It really just uh, listen to the woman who's saying, do not do this. It is a terrible idea. Not the people yes. who are all just yes men. Yes. Yes. This is very important. Uh, and this is where we get Lockshock and Barrel returning with mm-hmm. their captive. Uh, unfortunately, it's the Easter Bunny. And yep. uh, I forget the character. Is it the Behemoth? Is he the, the one with the axe, the axe in his head? Axe yeah. in his head, yeah. Yeah, just go, Bunny! <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, of course, EB is uh, sufficiently frightened. Uh, yes. And dives back into the uh, sack, which... You know, of course, is like a trick or treaters, you know, candy yep. sack or something like that. Exactly. Because, you know, I suppose it's uh, hard to put a man sized bunny into a giant plastic pumpkin. So it makes sense. Um, I'm hoping that they brought the bunny back to Easterland and not to Oogie Boogie. There's nothing that set that shows that would be to Oogie Boogie, but just making sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz Jack made them promise that they were going to take him home first, but you know, we yeah. all know how they are with their promises. Yeah. Um so now we have uh Fink's working on his bride. Um you know, he has um gone through different heads to uh-huh, try to get the uh-huh. perfect one. Yep, and very, it's only when he's making the Oh yeah, it's only when he's making the uh skeletal reindeer that he does find a skull that works for him um that's that's another little throwaway bit with uh with igor this during making christmas but when igor comes in just goes master the plans never seen this character before never see him again he has one line great great one line yeah i think we do see him later but it's not a speaking part at all yeah but uh, i love how he's throwing a dog biscuit and it's so it's good. good. It's good. And you know, like you said, we move into uh, Making Christmas, which is one of my favorite, favorite songs in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I love how evil they all are with their making Christmas, making Christmas. Yes, it's tons of fun. And it, it's exactly getting the, the toys and presents that you would imagine. Like three, like playing a game of telephone and three people down what a duck is. Or what a cat is. Sure. They have no concept of what it is like originally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, all together that and this with all our tricks we're making Christmas time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Always one of my favorite lines from this. And then the reanimated reindeer. I I, I always love how their their little mouths just kind of hang open a little bit mm-hmm. like that. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I, I feel like this was major inspiration for uh Larry Fessenden's film Wendigo. Um, oh no! Uh, it's a very, very indie horror film. Uh, he's kind of a horror icon, but uh, but yeah, it's from the early two thousands, and you get this, you know, Wendigo uh, in the film, who's basically just made up of uh, skeletal deer remains, and okay, there's just yeah, something yeah. about the mouth hanging open just a little yeah. bit like that that always makes me think of this. Um. And then uh, we get the capture of Sandy Claus. Um, yep. 
Yeah, he's going through his list at home, and he's like, "Nice, nice, nice, naughty." naughty. <laughs> got got to emphasize the naughty ones. Uh huh. He's like, oh, "Hardly this guy. any naughty children this year." <laughs> no, a little just does you he wait, know. Just you wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they bag him and take him back to Halloween Town, and he's got all the loose candy from the sack stuck in his soup catcher, mm-hmm. and um, well, um, let's go make him comfortable which it sounds you know like such a hostage taker type of line to his henchman but uh not knowing probably could have if he had thought like two seconds more he probably could have figured it out pretty quickly on i also like how jack takes santa claus's hat because that's the one thing he was missing yeah that's what completed the suit completed it he finally gets it and uh you know just I don't even know if he thanks him or anything. It's just, yeah. you know, yeah. you're going to take a vacation. It's all mm-hmm. good. Don't it's, worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got you. Um, yeah. So Sally's like, all right, we, we got to do something here because nobody is listening to me. I have to stop this. So she goes and she finds one of my favorite things, fog juice. Mm-hmm. I love it because the stuff you buy for a fog machine is called fog juice. Yep, and it's just so on the nose, you know exactly what you're getting, and it works. Yep, yep. So we get uh, their take on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer here. Yep. Um, uh, also, this is uh, when she's going for the fog juice, we get back to Dr. F, and uh, he is working on animating his uh, bride by giving yeah. her half of his brain. He's like, we'll have conversations worth having because he's so bitter about how Sally turned out. And yeah, yeah it's good. So um, good. So um, I, I guess we get Oogie Boogie's son here before yeah. Jack actually takes off. Yeah, or Jack um, takes off get Oogie Boogie's song, which is my favorite, and um, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Ken Page, who's a big Broadway actor. Um, he clearly, he has an amazing voice. This guy had so much fun with Oogie Boogie. Like, mm-hmm. every single line is perfectly said, and he's just having the most fun time of his life. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, you get like um, the jazzy, the gambling. It's like it's, it's very like speakeasy New Orleans style. Yeah, I was feeling like riverboat gambling vibes. Yeah, so that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I love how it's all like, um, you know, like black light effects in his lair yeah. as well, um, and all the bats and everything, and the the, the skeletons yeah. that are basically the backup singers and. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's so good. Uh, so then we cut back to the town square where the mayor is uh, basically giving a speech to kick off their Christmas and the fog starts rolling in and he's having some devastated the souls of the living yep. and um, and oh, no, it's uh, fog is thick as. Jelly brains. brains. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, jelly brains. 
And then like the and then the uh, they were saying, oh, we gotta cancel Christmas. And the corpse kid is like, no more Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, everybody in the background just goes, oh, because yeah. we upset the corpse child. Yeah. Uh, and then Zero gets his Rudolph moment here. Uh, because, of course, his nose is a tiny glowing jack-o'-lantern. Because why yeah. wouldn't it be, right? That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yep. You're the head of the team, Zero. And uh, they just immediately take off. And, uh, uh, yeah. Yep. Sally's yeah. like, we... yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, get the mo- we now get the moments of like going actually into Earth. Which is still part of the same planet. And it raises the question of... Not what is the question, but it's it shows that Earth knows that these creatures and like Santa Claus actually exist in real life. Especially we'll get we'll get to it later on, but when like we're getting the, yeah. the news reports and the police reports. Yeah, it's almost like these are little pocket dimensions that just have easy access to Earth or yeah. something like that. Uh but we get yeah. Sally's song here, uh, which is kind mm-hmm. of her take on Jack's lament, sort of. Um yeah, you know just how life kind of sucks, and I'm never gonna end up with the guy that I like. And yeah. you know, that's he, he's going down a path that I've tried to warn him about, but he's not listening. Yep, it's uh, very very sad. Um, yeah, I, I just there's Catherine, nothing more to say about it. And but Catherine O'Hara actually singing it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm curious why Danny Elfman didn't do the speaking voice of Jack. I think he was not. He wasn't a good enough actor to portray a full movie, like a full main character. Mm-hmm. And I know Chris Sarandon was just close enough in the sounding of his voice yeah. in comparison. So I know that's how they ultimately yeah. cast him. But yeah, okay. Well, that that sounds fair I mean, then. Yeah. Um. And then we cut back to Jack with his very first crash landing. And I love the plastic angel that falls off the roof and is hung outside the, uh, the kid's window. It's, it's yep. a great touch. I love all those old school plastic Christmas decorations like that. Uh, They're, you know, very, very 1950s, 1960s, which of course is uh, Tim Burton's wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that very first kid, um, there is something so perfect about the child's POV shot as he runs down the stairs because mm-hmm. it's it's so fast and smooth compared to a lot of the stop motion because of course it's not stop motion, but it's just uh, a straight camera shot, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I, I love the perspective, how low it is to the ground, all that. It's you know it's very much a child, and oh, Santa's scary this year. Yeah, um, yeah. He's not, he's not big. He's not jolly. Tap on the nose with the bony finger, and I'm surprised this kid's not messing himself at this point. Um, you know what did Santa bring you? And holds yeah. up the severed head. And, and it's very um, Beetlejuice is what it's like based off of. It's like when Beetlejuice gets his head shrunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much looks like the shrunken head. Yes. Uh, yeah. And we basically get a montage of horrible stuff being delivered to very nice people and much screaming. Um, yes. I'll say because um, I've been to Disneyland many times during Nightmare Before Christmas taking over the Haunted Mansion. Oh, nice. They use the, the, the cat. The cat toy is used mm-hmm. most often. 
because it looks kind of like Mickey Mouse, like a Tim Burtonized version of Mickey Mouse. That's fair. So they use that in the Haunted Mansion ride over and over again. Very fair. Um, and one of my favorites is uh, the little kid screaming with his hair standing straight up as the snake is eating the Christmas tree. You know, just yeah. standing stock still screaming at it with this piercing scream. But yeah. uh, yes, we get the police reports of, uh, or the news report rather of, you know, some uh, imposter uh, mocking and mangling the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really just, yeah, it shows that, yeah, that the news is actually reporting this. The police are actually taking reports. And it just shows that Santa Claus is real in this world, and they know he's real in this world. It's not its not the parents just doing the shopping, which they'll probably get them presents also, but it is a real thing. So that means that every one of these holidays are actually real creatures that Earth knows about, all of them. They mm-hmm. did the holidays themselves did not know about each other. Yep. Um, it, and in that regard, it feels extra, extra Disney. Uh, but Disney yeah. was so concerned about releasing this thing under their own banner that they put it out under Touchstone originally, um, mm-hmm. which was all their PG and PG-13 stuff back in the day. But, uh, yeah, it, eventually it got rebranded and whatever. But, uh, yeah, because, yeah, money. Um, exactly. They're making money off of it. All, of, <laughs> all the merchandise also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, 30 years of merchandise of this film has uh, done them quite well, particularly yeah. for them and Hot Topic. Um, mm-hmm. so, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to Jack and Zero flying through the sky, and this is where the military is being uh, spun up, and they've got their searchlights, and they're like, oh, they're thanking us for doing such a good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no, they almost hit us. Watch out. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, anti-aircraft batteries firing at him, and he thinks they're fireworks yeah. or something like that. Uh, yeah. So we're cutting from this back to Sally trying to rescue Santa from Oogie, and she's basically yeah. tearing herself apart to do so. It is perfect. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, enticing Oogie Boogie with her leg. And he's just like, ooh, okay, let's go. Yeah, and again, Ken Page just having a, this chew in the scenery. Loving yep, it. He's horny as fuck. And uh, yep. yeah, tickle on her foot and everything. And meanwhile, yeah, uh, hands. Yep. Yep. I love how they're independent from her body, sliding down the rope. And uh, they, yeah. they cover up his mouth and point upwards. And it's, yeah. It's so uh, good. It's so and creative, and, and, and it's not okay. scary to kids. Like, it's a scary thing having you know, body parts off, but they include, like, the leaves and stuff that are stuffed inside her. So it's mm-hmm. not, like, super scary. Yep, yep, just creepy enough. Uh, yeah. And they almost make it out, but, oh, mm-hmm. then, you know, Boogie Boogie finds out that the leg isn't attached to anything, and he's pissed. Yeah. He basically sucks them all back down into his uh, into his keep, and we cut back to uh, Jack and Zero, and one of the shells takes the head off of a reindeer, and he finally realizes mm-hmm. they're trying to hit us, and uh, you know they they try to um, you know get out of there, but they don't quite make it, and nope. they're blown out of the sky. Yeah, and yeah, and everybody's quite great. sad. Yeah, and the mayor instantly, instantly, the mayor's like, he's dead. He's yep. gone. Got everybody, got to tell everybody. 
the mayor is so worthless as a, as a character. I mean, I love the mayor. He's hilarious. Yeah, but he has that but wonderful I, line earlier in the film about how, you know, he can't make decisions. He's only an elected official. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just goes to showcase that even more. It's like, ah, oh, Jack's dead. We're all screwed. Let's pack up Halloween Town. We're done. Yeah. Uh, we shift back to the crash site, which, of course, is in a cemetery. Because yeah. why wouldn't it be? And yeah. Jack is all splayed out in this angel statue. And we cut into poor Jack. Uh, a song about, uh, you know, basically someone with their head so far up their own ass that they can finally see that there's something wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that that actually works physically, but, you know. Um, yeah, and it's it's great because he, you know, he's finally catching on what he's done. Yeah, uh, realizing what happened, realizing what Sally was saying. Um, and there's a great uh, animation moment here where Zero brings his jaw back to him and he puts his jaw yeah. back on his head. And I love the way it just kind of molds back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looks great. Um, yeah. And I, I love uh, dancing around the cemetery, you know, the old dance move yep. of hopping up on a bench or a chair and letting it fall back. And he actually does it Very twice. Very on Yeah, exactly. But it's uh, but it's off camera. Uh, yeah. But yeah, poor Jack's a good son. Um, and then we cut back to Oogie Boogie, where Boogie's having his Bond villain moment because he's got the crazy contraption and basically yep. taunting them before killing them. Um, and Throw on snake eyes first, and then he's mm-hmm. going eleven. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I also love that first roll of seven where, uh, you know, he's cranking the the platform up to drop them into the soup and, you know, five, six, seven. And yeah, yeah. it's so good. Again, just just the actor just loving it, loving it. Like you said, absolutely chewing the scenery there. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, And then Jack finally, uh, you know, makes his way there. I love how there's a doorway back to Halloween town through mm-hmm. uh, a crypt uh, in the cemetery. Perfect. Yeah. Couldn't ask yeah. for better. That's all the information you need. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Jack's back and uh, Oogie Boogie kind of feigns terror at first. And nope, no, nope, this is my opportunity to take you out because I've always wanted to rule Halloween town. And mm-hmm. we get, uh, you know, all the gambling stuff that uh, turns into giant death traps. And... Yeah, the, the, the king cards with their swords, mm-hmm. the guys, the, the shot with the pistols. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oogie gets a loose thread and Jack manages to catch it and tells him off and basically throws the thread into the little spinning mechanism and it rips mm-hmm. the burlap sack off and my bugs, my bugs. And I, one of my favorite bits of this as, as they're all falling apart, you mm-hmm. cut to clearly somebody just sprinkling a bunch of rubber bugs into the yeah. goop. Um, yeah. <laughs> instead yeah, of it being also animated. very smooth and yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we uh... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, one last bug. Like, yes, yeah, scampers by and Santa Claus just steps on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, sick of all this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, he is done. And this is where he tells off Jack. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. What was it like? Uh, bumpy sleigh ride, Jack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and he snatches his hat back from him and he's like, of course there's still time to fix Christmas. I'm Santa Claus. And he even does the little touch of the nose, uh, which, you know, definitely, definitely some Santa lore there, um, but nice touch. And he rises up through the pipe that he came down and goes off to fix Christmas. And we get, uh, you know, Jack and Sally being absolutely stupid for each other here before uh, the mayor and uh, Lock, Shock and Barrel find them. And mm-hmm. um, and then we get um, Santa saving the day, replacing yeah, all nice the montage. Mm-hmm. We're replacing all the There's horrible everything. gifts with good ones. The severed head is replaced with a puppy, uh, which is just great because who doesn't want a puppy for Christmas? And exactly. Santa gifts Halloween Town with snow for the very first time. Yeah, and you get the uh, the what's this? The this is Halloween mashup, mm-hmm. and uh, the the vampires are playing hockey with a pumpkin. Yep, it was originally supposed to be uh, Tim Burton's head, but Disney was like, mm, "That's a bit too much." Fair, that's fair. Um, we have uh, Doctor Finkelstein uh, finding happiness with his new bride. Mm-hmm. Um, they they look perfect for each other, and so do Sally and Jack because um, she wanders off. They're all at all this happiness to, you know, go take a seat on the, uh, on the odd hill in the cemetery. And Jack comes up behind her and they sing and we get some moonlight smooches and zero flying off into the stars and then credits. But if you don't listen to the score for the rest of the credits, you're a cop because it's such a great montage of everything. And, uh, you get the jazz trio coming back to play some of the songs. Uh, yeah. It's it's a ton of fun, man. Very nice. And yeah, on the soundtrack, uh, for both of them, actually, uh, soundtrack and the Nightmare Revisited, soundtrack has Patrick Stewart doing an epilogue. Uh, Nightmare Revisited has Danny Elfman do the same epilogue, basically just saying that now all the holidays know, know of each other and that Santa Claus and Jack meet up again. And Santa Claus is like, would you do it again? And Jack's just going, wouldn't you? Yeah. And just very nice little little button of like they now know each other. And mm-hmm. I also like to think that this renewed I mean, in Jack uh, poor Jack, he says that he's got ideas now. He's gonna terrify kids with this memory of a terrible Christmas, but on Halloween, next Halloween. <laughs> like you just know there's gonna be more shrunken heads, more wreaths that are grabbing old people, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um <sighs> I, I'm always just a little sad that that part was cut from the film, but yeah, because uh, it's a fun epilogue. Why the hell not? Yeah. But uh, but yeah. also, I get it. It's it's a kids' movie. You don't want it to go on long, and it absolutely has to, because yeah. the attention spans are about this big. Um, but yeah, very true. Um, <laughs> final thoughts or any other interesting thoughts on nightmare before christmas i mean it's one of my favorite movies consistently throughout the years and i I think it it really is just like one of those movies that you have to show kids at some point because they'll see that there's more than just everything's perfect like disney movies Mm -hmm. um which are also great love love disney movies but there's also just very weird stuff and it's cool to see that as a kid like it really sparks their imagination yeah, and it's not like, yeah, I, I think um, it hit this point. Kind of after uh, you had in the late 70s, early 80s, a ton of Disney mm-hmm. films 
that, you know, if you look at them through today's lens, you would think that they would be absolutely terrifying for kids. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, Watcher in the Woods, Escape from Witch Mountain. Um, oh, yeah. Bradbury's story, uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes, which is just criminally unable to be found anywhere. I think you can buy a DVD off of Amazon and that's it. Um, right. I love it because you have uh, Jonathan Price's Mr. Dark and he's perfect. Um, but uh, you had all those and then a bit of a renaissance over the past 20 years. You had uh, films like Coraline that you brought up and uh, Paranorman and uh, all these other fun, spooky kids films that, uh, yeah. again, just serve as, you know, yeah, fun introductions to spooky stuff for kids. Um, you know, yeah. You know, just in some ways kind of telling kids, hey, guess what? It's not that bad to be a little scared, to be a little spooked. It, yeah. It can be fun. And so, guess what? You can you can make the you can make the scares if you want. Mm -hmm. That's what this whole town did. They make scares. Why don't yeah. why don't you make it? Yep, absolutely. I, I just I love how creative this whole film is and just the message of the film of creativity uh, to a large degree. It's, it's cool, yeah. man. It's good. Yeah, it's, um, it's good. And I definitely recommend watching it yearly. It's a nice little, it's, it's a nice little pick me up for the oh, holidays. Yeah. yeah. There's uh very little to ultimately be sad about by the time the film is done. So yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a good pick me up. Like you said, um, any final thoughts on the film? I think I've said everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's a short film and for something that's ultimately, you know, a little bit more tied up in the songs, I think it's, uh, you know, a little bit more difficult to get into a lot of, uh, drawn out conversation. Um, yeah, but yeah, I kind of expected as much, but, uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's definitely focused on the songs. Front and center is the song, yep. are the songs. And that's why you, you want to watch it. Cause it, yeah. it's great songs. Yeah, and like you said, uh, it's uh, very much a film that smacks of uh, songs being written first and uh, a film being basically constructed around it, and that's not yeah. a bad thing because uh, clearly yeah. when it works, it works. Um, Lee, one more time, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Lee Polero on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. And um, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, well, this has been Murders with Mertens, a horror film podcast. Thank you for letting us tickle your ear holes. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and all that. I'll be back soon enough with another episode. But until next time, stay spoopy, everyone. <laughs>